All right. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of You Guessed It, Get Unstuck, Live Happy and Free. This is your host, Rick. And uh, we're wishing you happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Crazy Kwanzaa, whatever the heck uh, holiday you're celebrating around the December 25 to January 1 on the uh, Western calendar. And uh, for everyone in Asia, um, or celebrating on the lunar calendar um, or the Asian calendar, um, New Year will be coming up in about another month. So uh, say happy holiday and New Year to you um, a bit early. Um, this is a show to help you get unstuck, just like the title says. So if the holidays have brought you down or got you in a bit of a slump or rut or de just depressed the heck out of you, uh, you're in the right place. And hopefully uh, some words of uh, words of wisdom or tips of advice uh, here uh, on this episode or on the other episodes of the podcast uh, can help you out. Uh, it's not a kid's show. We do curse and say what the heck we think. So go ahead and get them out of the room if you uh, so desire. And we'll get on with the business at hand. And that is, uh, like I say, giving some tips and advice that hopefully can help out. Um, and, you know, we have wonderful guests on the show who uh, have been through the shit themselves and they talk about their own personal experiences as I do. And uh, we just hope that uh, there's something there that you can relate to or will resonate with you. And that can help you now or in the future when you get into the crappy situation, because I can guarantee a couple things in life. Um, one is you are going to run into shit you don't like and you are going to get unhappy. That I can guarantee you in life. What else can I guarantee you in life? Mm, okay. On the positive side, I can guarantee you that there is a chance for you to make it better. Um, does it come free and easy um, like we all wish? No, uh, it can come free, but it doesn't come easy because uh, this podcast ain't costing you a thing, right? So uh, neither does advice from friends or family or watching a movie or going out and exercising or researching to find uh, things that can help you with getting unstuck. So uh, it is totally free for you to have that chance. And um, although it's free, it does require some effort. So we will get on with the show. Now for the show, I try and um, you know come up with things that uh, I think can really help people. And when I have guests on, I'm always asking them specific questions um, that they might have, you know, a little better insight about because either I know they've experienced it, uh, you know, because they let me know that ahead of time, or I saw it as a quick look in their profile, um, or uh, maybe it's something that they do for work. Uh, somebody who's on the other days uh, works with uh, emotional eaters. Um, so obviously I tailor questions towards that and try to mine as much good uh, info as we can get from a person who deals with particular things. Uh, so I'm always looking around um, and, uh, you know, finding different things that uh, hopefully make myself, uh, you know, be a little better prepared for when uh, crappy things in life come up. Or maybe I feel like I'm stuck in a rut. I've got a toolbox of things to go back to. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, sharing those things will help out with uh, folks here at the same time. And I do like, um, you know, uh, particular TED Talks that maybe I've heard um, or articles that I've read. Uh, so today I thought, you know, I just want to run through off the top of my head some things that stick with me uh, from, you know, some of that material and how it relates to my own life and how it might relate to yours. And, you know, my rule of thumb is to try to determine if something is good uh, for me, right, um, is, yeah, I think it's great to take notes and make lists, right? So you have literally something to go back and read over uh, to help you uh, when you get into a bad situation. But I'm also a fan of, you know, uh, making sure that you are really just fully engrossed in 
you know, listening, um, because that's really where I think things seep in uh, the deepest if you're listening and, you know, really fully, like I say, involved um, and something just strikes a chord with you or, you know, you have one of those, oh, yeah, you know, kind of moments like, God, I get that, you know, um, those kind of things, you know, are different for each person, but they seem to be, you know, the things that stick the most. So I would say if you're out there, you know, do, being super analytical and trying to solve your problems just by like endless research and writing lists and whatever, I mean, sometimes that can be a stressor in itself, you know, and you're always trying to avoid stress. Um, so sometimes it can even be an excuse, right, of uh, not facing problems or things that you are you know, uh, needing to deal with, but you really don't want to because you're just busy doing the research, right? But you don't get to the action steps and you just keep writing lists and, and uh, you know, making reports, but you don't end up doing something. Uh, so that's another thing I can definitely guarantee you is um, you will not change any situation um, internally um, or externally if you don't take some action you unfortunately have to do the work uh, make the effort in order to change things that are not going how you want and that's unfortunately just the way it is and some of those things you know they are just mental things that you need to do you know mental exercises you need to do sitting and thinking or uh, meditating or asking yourself difficult questions etc um, to then decide what you can do maybe as practical steps in your day-to-day -day life um, as action items, you know, to do. Um, so, uh, like I say, it may require mental work to manifest those changes in your, your real life um, and tell you what next steps to take, but you have to take action. Um, and sometimes that is just thinking, but uh, still it's an action. So, Guarantee nothing's going to change unless you take some sort of action. Um, there's a great TED talk I would highly recommend by a guy, uh, Johan Harry. Um, I forget how you spell his name. I think it's just H-A-R-I. You can search it up. You'll find it. Um, he wrote a, a good book as well. Um, I forget what that's called. Something Connections or Lost Connections or whatever. Um, and he certainly touches um, upon a lot of things that, uh, that I've thought for years already, or I've heard other people talk about. Um, and, um, you know, uh, that research in itself, which took him years for, for the book, uh, I'm sure it helped him uh, as he, you know, states helped, helped himself. So, you know, that's uh, what this is all about. You listening to this podcast is that your own research or you're just your own little step-by-step -step action is, is going to help you. Um, and I've always thought, you know, to, to try and figure out why, you know, people get stuck or why they don't feel good or why you're depressed. Of course, you say that to yourself. I say that to myself too. What the fuck, you know, am I doing in this situation or how did I get here and how do I get out of it? And what are the causes of it, you know, so that I can try to address each one of those causes. Um, and, you know, some of those things can be biological causes that you got to, you know, research and discover, do some tests or try different uh, medications or herbal supplements or whatever, and see if your biology is, you know, playing a part in it. Um, and then look at environmental factors to see if those things are, are, are playing a part in it. Um, and I, I think it was, uh, you know, the same person I was talking about that, you know, came up with their own list of, um, you know, dozen or I don't know, nine or 10 items of what the really root causes, you know, of people being unhappy are. Um, and kind of surprisingly, from, from all that research, which was years of research and, and talking with many researchers around the world, um, you know, the, it was, the majority of those reasons were not uh, because of biology. Uh, so if you're sitting out there thinking, well, it's just because this is what my mom gave me or my dad gave me and it's in my genes, um, you know, so 
taking this medicine and kind of numbing myself forever. That's the only way that I can address these problems that seem to be perpetual for me or chronic. Um, that probably isn't the case, um, that it's a hundred percent, um, biologic. Um, so if you have felt hopeless that like, well, I guess this is, you know, this is the only way for me to address it. And I could just keep taking this medicine forever. Um, there's a good chance that, uh, there's lots of other things that you can do in order to, um, you know, help your, help your life or help get happier, um, that don't entail just, you know, taking more medication. Um, and you, you know, you have the obvious things that, um, you know, that you can look at and say, well, maybe, you know, here's some of the other reasons that, uh, you know, I might be feeling this way and then how can I address those things? Um, and certainly things like, uh, you know, being, you know, feeling like, uh, there is no hope or there is no future, um, and not having any positive view of what the future is or what can be, um, that certainly is going to be a major factor in you, you know, not feeling good on a daily basis, because if you're it basically, that means you've lost hope, right? You don't have a hope for anything better coming down the road. And if you've got that attitude um, or that view of the world, then what the fuck is the point, right? Why keep going and doing anything? Um, so if you have that, you know, sort of outlook, you know, this is kind of a good checklist to go through. We can do this together. And I would say that would be, you know, the first thing to take a look at and see if that's you, you know, and if you have no positive outlook on the future, um, that certainly might be an area to address. Now, how do you change that? Well, I can't say I got an answer for that because it's different for everybody, right? Um, but, you know, of course, the usual things of like, you know, the fact that you're still alive, right? The fact you're still breathing, you're still hearing things because you're, you're listening to me, right? Um, that gives you a little bit of hope that, well, I guess I could still hear something that might help me out, right? Or change this or make my future better. Um, if you've got, you know, arms and legs, um, then you could say to yourself, well, I could still do some physical things that might help me out, whether that is, you know, clean up that, that uh, room in the garage or that space. And, you know, I could sit there and I could use, you know, my arms and legs to paint. If I want to paint, I've always thought about doing that, you know, or something I enjoyed. So, yeah, I guess I could do that a little bit. Maybe it might be something that gives me a half hour every day that I, I feel at least okay. Right. Uh, so there's some hope, you know, or that you can go take a walk, right. And, uh, smell the fresh air, you know, take some time to look at the, yeah, the flowers of life that are literally around you. Okay. So that might make you feel that there's a little more hope, right. Um, just the fact that you're, that you're physically able to do different things than you're doing right now, I hope that can give you a bit of hope. Uh, and if you can't do the physical things, if you're stuck laying there in the bed for whatever medical reasons, um, you know, you thankfully could still do things such as uh, either listen to somebody, be a friend to somebody, right? You could sit there, even though you can't move, you, and you're like, I hope you can still talk, right? Uh, but even if you need to type it out on a computer or communicate in some other way, just communicating with other people, um, you know, has, has the potential to make you feel like, you know, you serve a purpose, right? Because you're sitting there talking to somebody and brightening up their day. If you can't move anywhere, but people can come into your room a person at a time and they can sit there and they can complain about their own life um, or they can ask you, well, you know, what color would you make this or whatever the fuck they want to talk about. Just sitting there listening to somebody and giving them some feedback can help somebody else, right? And now you sitting there with no arms and legs in your bed, um, you're doing something that makes you feel a bit better. Um, I've said it a million times on the show. I'm just, I'm still in kind of in disbelief of how people who are bedridden or who are 
paralyzed, uh, that they can somehow turn that around and they can be positive um, or they can even go so far as to say, well, that's the best thing that ever happened to me because now, yeah, I'm in a wheelchair, but I get wheeled out in front of, you know, these kids at a school and I can sit there and tell them my story and I see the look on their face or they get inspired, you know, and they can't believe, wow, I, you know, that person's overcome that obstacle in life of their physical challenge. So I guess I can, you know, do the things that, that, that I want to do, or I can at least try and not give up. And now that person, you know, who's wheelchair bound, um, they feel better, right? Than they did when, you know, something first put them into that situation, right? So there's hope there too, right? So it's kind of unbelievable, but it is true. Um, there is always hope for something to become better, right? So if you can realize that, because that that is the truth, um, you know, as much as sometimes we want to feel sorry for ourselves and have a pity party, um, it is the truth that it can get better so that there is hope out there for a better future. So if you can turn your you know, view of the future and uh, into somehow to have some hope for that future, that is, you know, certainly one thing that can help you overall. Um, and, you know, another thing uh, that certainly many people talk about is if you don't feel, um, you know, connected to the, you know, the real world out there, if you don't feel connected to nature and, and the natural world around you, that's another big reason, according to research, that people don't feel good, right? Um, and if you can do something to address that, that that is, a, is, is something that can be a big step in helping you get unstuck and live happy and free again. Um, so of course, going out and taking walks and just like I said, you know, breathing in the fresh air or noticing the flowers, uh, you know, or picking up rocks and skipping them across the water or doing some rock hunting, you know, rock collection, finding rocks that have cool colors to them or, you know, veins of quartz running through it, you know, taking off your shoes and walking through the grass. A lot of people, you know, do grounding um, techniques of, you know, walking around barefoot or standing somewhere and, you know, squeezing your toes and, you know, uh, crunching up your feet and feeling the sand under it. I mean, we all know the feeling when you're walking in grass, right, barefoot, or you're on the beach, uh, walking in the sand barefoot, you get a totally different feeling, right? And that's that natural connection. So somehow getting yourself connected to nature, um, you know, is something that uh, is really important. And even with, you know, animals who, um, I mean, we're all animals, right? Uh, but you think about animals in a zoo who lose their connection to nature um, and they're now in captivity and they lose interest in everything. That's why it's so difficult for animals to be uh, reproducing and mating in captivity, right? Um, I never really, you know, connected the dots on that until, you know, looking at some of these things. Um, but I've always heard like, oh yeah, we're having a difficult time with our breeding program, whatever. Um, but you know, if you put a fucking monkey or gorilla in, in you know, a square concrete box, um, you know, with bars on the, on one side of it, and you just throw some sticks in there or some branches or leaves for them to eat how fucking enthusiastic are they going to be about, you know, roaming around, you know, in nature and grabbing, you know, a mate in order to continue their natural, you know, mating process and whatever. They're going to sit there depressed as shit, you know, and that's why um, the better an environment in a zoo is or their enclosure or the more the more can mimic the natural environment, the happier those animals are and the more, you know, likely they are to do what is natural for them. And they do exactly, you know, what is natural to them, which includes mating, right? So if you think of that in itself, you know, we are the same animals. And if we are stuck in our fucking cubicle at work every day, or in our little apartment every day, um, whatever our box is, if we're stuck in that, and we're not involved in nature, uh, because by the way, uh, I think whenever the hell we got here and however we got here, 
we were not driving cars. We were not living in high-rise apartments, right? We were animals connected to nature. And the more disconnected we get from that, then the more unnatural we're going to be. Um, and, you know, the zoo is like a, a perfect example of uh, us getting unhappy as humans in the same way that animals get unhappy, right? So do everything you can to get back to nature, feel that connection, um, and be an animal, right? I mean, fuck, go build a fire out in the middle of the woods and just sit there and scream and jump up and down, get all your frustrations out and cry your brains out and laugh your ass off with some friends or whatever, you know, and be a human animal again, you know, reconnect with that part of you. Um, there's, I, you know, I, you always see these weird programs or you think they're weird of like people going out in the woods and, you know, howling like, like uh, wolves again, or, um, you know, just doing all these things, connecting in nature, but being more animalistic or more primitive, let's say. Um, and I mean, that's part of reconnecting, right? Um, so don't be judgmental about those things. Try them out, right? Or try it out on your own and nobody will know about it. And lo and behold, it could definitely help you out, I think. Um, you know, another thing, um, you know, just like if you don't feel like you're part of nature and you don't feel like you're part of any kind of community anymore, that's certainly something that, uh, can have a huge adverse effect on your positivity um, and just feeling stuck in life um, because you don't have any meaningful you know experiences with other people you're not sharing things that are important to you with other people once again no man is an island uh, imagine yourself you know sitting on an island uh, and you can't have conversations um, and not only can you not have conversations, but you can't have meaningful, important ones. It's like, I'm sure if you were on an island and you couldn't talk to anybody, um, you'd feel pretty fucking bad, right? And pretty shitty. So that's not a good thing. Um, and I also bet that if now, years later, there was somebody you could talk to, right? You could make a phone call to somebody. But the only thing you were allowed to talk about was the fucking weather. How happy, how happy is that going to make you, right? Uh, it'll make you happy probably, you know, <laughs> the first couple phone calls. But after that, you're going to want to talk about some things that matter to you, right? Um, so if you cannot talk with people about things that matter to you or have any meaning or substance um, or that affect you personally or that are important to you, uh, that's not going to be a good thing. Right. So you've got to have that outlet, um, you know, to get those kind of things out. And yes, it's helpful to get those things out to your dog or in your journal, um, you know, or screaming it out in the woods. But there is just no substitute for being able to have that um, outlet with another human being. You know, we are all humans made to be pack animals or in a tribe, etc., um, so having that connection, uh, I think is, uh, critical to your overall healthy well-being. So if you're not feeling that connection, what can you do? Well, you can volunteer in many places, um, and don't go in there with the attitude of like, okay, well, I'm going to go there and now I can feel better. Cause I'll be able to unload all my shit on everybody. No, just go there and help serve food like the other people serve food or go there and pack lunch boxes or go there and, you know, uh, beautify a city block, you know, and carry the paint buckets and do the work and whatever. And because you are part of something bigger than yourself, because you now have people of like mind around you, um, obviously you're going to chit chat, obviously things are going to come up. Um, and there will be your opportunity for connecting about more meaningful things, you know, so don't try to force solutions all the time, just, you know, let things evolve and grow and happen, but guaranteed that chance won't be there unless you do something to increase your chance of connecting, you know, with people and then therefore being able to share 
those meaningful and important things. So you've, you've got to take the action to try and get that. And then that you know, goes with your work too, considering we so much of our life, unfortunately, is spent with our work. Um, and you may have heard on another one of my podcasts, I think it's like 87% of people do not like their work. You know, I think it's like 24% hate it and 63% just don't like it and don't want to be doing it. Um, so if you're one of those people, which most of us are, and you don't feel you know, that uh, you like your work in any way, yes, you should consider, you know, uh, doing something about that, considering we spend so much damn time at work, right? And I, for one, hate how our fucking system is set up, um, at least here in the West, that you, that's what you have to do, because you have to pay your bills, you have to survive. So you have to make money. Um, and this is how it is currently set up for the majority of, you know, Western culture. Um, if we are not, uh, it's not 300 years ago, where we're like, all growing our own food, and we're going to exchange some corn, you know, for some pumpkins with our neighbor, and that's fine, right? You know, it's, it's evolved into, although you can argue that was money or stress back then, but it sure as hell ain't like it is today, right? And obviously, there's better things today, you're not dying at 30 from catching a cold. Um, but uh, there's a hell of a lot worse things that have evolved, you know, into today's, you know, reality uh, here in the West. Um, and I've spent lots of time in the East as well, all around the world. So I, you know, from I'm always trying to just discover for me, what is the balance, you know, between all of these different systems that have been set up around the world by different people with different cultures and different values and languages and you know, what's important to them and so on. And I think the Western way, particularly here in America, is the extreme freaking end of, of one, one end of it. And, you know, other places that are on the other end of that extreme. So trying to find somewhere in the middle that works for you, um, I would highly encourage that. Now, just because you hate going to work and you say, well, but I can't change it because I got to pay the bills or I can't get another job because there's nothing available or I don't have the, you know, the, the schooling or the knowledge to do something else. Okay, well, those things may or may not be 100% true if you really look at it, you know, and talk to yourself honestly about those um, answers, number one. But if that's, if that's what, how you really feel, um, just being able to incorporate uh, some more, um, you know, positive things into your, your work environment can help you. Um, you know, research obviously shows that people who have no um, control you know, or no say at all over anything at work. Obviously, they don't like their job uh, as much as somebody who does have some say or some control. I mean, you can be doing the same damn thing, uh, working for the same company. And one company, um, I always use making boxes as an example, but if you're making boxes, you know, in a cardboard box factory, and you just go in there and you sludge away every day, you know, running the machine and folding the boxes, and that's it you feel one way. But if you go into that place, and the boss is there, the way that they run the place are, well, let's use a really good example. Let's say that company, the, the company number two box company is one that has profit sharing, right? So the better your output, the better the efficiency and so on, the employees benefit from that. Or maybe they are part owners if you want to go that far. Um, but if not, they at least get some benefit you know, out of, you know, the hard work that they're doing some extra benefit. Um, and let's say all of those folks that work there, they are involved in the decisions that are made uh, about the company or about their work environment. Um, you know, and they're able to incorporate things from their family life into their workplace job, because you know, once a week, they're allowed to have somebody come and spend three hours with them while they're working, right? Uh, whatever the things are, um, you know, it's lots of programs to try and make the work environment better and your employees happier. Um, that stuff exists, right? So if you feel, you know, really crappy about your job, you can take it upon yourself to look at 
some other ways that other companies have helped to make uh, their employees happier. And you can suggest those and see, to your management and see how they might be able to fit into your workplace. And just the, the mere fact of you contributing that or trying that, number one, this is going to make you more valuable to them in their eyes. Um, and number two, I think it'll help you feel more empowered that you're trying to do something about that situation, whether it works or not you know, is the second half of that. But the first half of it is that you're taking steps to try and do something, right? And if you're successful at it, and now you do have more say in what goes on at work, or you feel more involved, or, you know, you have more ownership of, you know, the process, whether it's your job or everybody's job, whatever, that's going to make you feel better. Um, so that possibility is there, for your crappy job to be uh, a little bit better. I mean, I know I've done that myself personally. I'm thinking back to like working at the local pharmacy, you know, way long ago in, in high school and making a suggestion of this or asking, could we do this instead or, or whatever, right? Uh, once again, it's taking that bit of action um, that can make a difference. And if you don't, uh, you're gonna have the same shitty job you've always had, right? So. That's an important thing, taking a look at your work and what can be done to change that or make that better. I mean, obviously you can outright goddamn quit and find something that you do feel is important or meaningful or you have control over or join a co-op you know, company or, or whatever that might be. That possibility is there too. But uh, obviously research shows us that our job uh, satisfaction is critical to our overall long-term kind of chronic uh, stuckness, depression, you know, anger, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, you know, back to the cultural thing, I think so sadly, unfortunately here in the West, um, well, there's a great quote about, um, I got who said that quote? I forget who said this quote, but basically it's like, um, if the society is sick, right. Um, and, pushing certain values that are not healthy and you are considered successful in that society. That means you are successful at those values, right? But how healthy can you be uh, mentally, physically, if you are successful at following values that are not healthy, right? And that are not helping you, right? Um, and I can think of many bad situations, you know, and uh, wars and so on, where it's like, how healthy can somebody be mentally if they are following, you know, the values of, okay, let's go out today and kill as many of these uh, people as we can, these kind of people, right? I mean, you might be really successful, you know, uh, at doing it or in your country or, um, promoted because, you know, you've done, you've done that horrible thing to so many people, but obviously how good are you going to feel? Right. And, uh, at the end of the day or the end of your life, how are you going to feel? Right. If you've been following these values that are totally fucked up, right. And you know, what's fucked up and what's not for yourself. So you got to listen to that. Um, and if the only thing you're doing is you know, keeping up with the Joneses, you're trying to be fucking the same as Kim Kardashian or other idiots that are fucking pushing that bullshit. Um, you know, and you're trying to get a million followers, you know, on social media too, uh, because that's what's pushed as being successful. You're trying to get the next mansion, um, all these dumb fucking reality shows that we all see. Um, and the sad thing is that many people that make that crap, because uh, I'll just say I have personal knowledge, okay, um, that many people that are, are pushing all those things, it, it's because that's this easiest thing, kind of the easiest weakness of human beings to go after in order to get something to be popular or to make money at it, right, um, or get as many eyeballs on it. Obviously, you know, what did, you know, we all gather around uh, on the playground when there was a fight, right? when huge drama was happening in a fight, everybody runs around to that thing to see the damn fight. Does that mean that's good? 
No. Uh, is it good to everybody be standing around cheering and yelling, you know, you know, egging everybody on in order to keep fighting and whatever? No, it's not fucking good, but that's a basic human instinct, right? Um, and for people who take advantage of those basic human instincts and say, well, let's make a big drama, um, you know, or let's show the fighting part or let's show, you know, the big mansion and like trying, you know, get everybody's ego, um, you know, to, to come into play and so that they will buy our product um, so that it can satisfy the ego, right? And the ego is in almost all cases, not a good thing for us, but it's part of our human nature. Um, so for people that are, you know, making those kind of things and going after the basic human nature that are not so positive, not so healthy, I fucking wish you would all die, number one. Uh, number two, I wish you would look in the mirror and goddamn, you know, take stock. I hope somebody in your lifetime uh, showed you the right way or the better thing. And you know it deep down in your gut what's the right way or the better way. So stop being selfish and just trying to make more damn money for yourself or get some stupid award that is meaningless. Um, and instead, use your time and energy to freaking help people do something, you know, or help them think better about themselves and not worse about themselves. There's my little bit of rant about that. But so if you are, you know, chasing after those sick values, basically, um, or those unhealthy things, well, that's exactly what you're going to be if you come, if you become successful at those things. So you better take a look at what you're chasing after. And I know it's hard when you're inundated, you know, here in the pinnacle of it all here in America, you know, with the materialism and the advertising and, you know, commercialism and buy, 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 and you'll be happy when you have this and get your wife or your boyfriend, this thing, and that'll make them happy and whatever, you know, I, but it's not an excuse, uh, you know, you can say yeah, I'm bombarded with it. Yeah. So that's what I think or believe because everybody else around me believes that or thinks that way. Well, that's fucking bullshit. I'm sorry to say, you know, um, you have to be the person who controls, um, you know, what's your own value system. Um, and just take a look at that and see what your real core values are and see if you are doing things in life um, that are in line with that. Right. Um, and if you're not, you definitely are not going to feel good, right? If you're just doing what other people want you to do or told you to do or show you on TV that you should do in order to be cool or happy or whatever, then how the fuck are you going to be happy? You know, you've got to look at yourself, say what's important to you and go after those things. Yeah, it might take some courage um, because it may not be what everybody else is doing, but I, that's another guarantee I got for you that the majority of people out there doing all of that shit, they're doing it because they think that you think it's important and that you think they'll be cool if they have this thing or whatever. And really you probably don't give a fuck. You just want them to be nice to you or you want them to be a good friend. Right. But everybody is, you know, it's, it's that uh, kind of group mentality. Everybody thinks that everybody else thinks this way, but in reality, that's probably not the case, you know? So if you can have the courage to cut through that bullshit and, uh, you know, live a different way in your life, uh, I think you're going to be a lot happier, right? I mean, we've all seen people who we think like, gee, they're really different, you know, or gee, they, they have taken the road less traveled, or they walk a different path or whatever. They're usually the happier people, right? Uh, if you think about anybody that you know, like that, they're usually happier. That's been my experience for sure. And I have forced myself to jump off that road many times in life, um, whether it's a big jump or a small jump. And it's always a positive outcome, you know, for sure. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe it has some difficulties involved, um, but it always ends up being a positive thing, right? To uh, take your own route, take your own path. So that's another thing um, to look at if you're not feeling good and you're, you're feeling stuck. Um, and sometimes, you know, you need things to uh, keep you going, to encourage you. If you check out the links here uh, under the show, you'll see um, Studio 17 Designs. Um, they've got great things. If you go to redbubble.com and then you just do a search for Studio 17 Designs, that's the number 17 and letter Z at the end for designs. Um, you know, they've got 
great things that can help inspire you, be inspirational to you. You know, they, you can print stuff on mouse pads, t-shirts and whatever, um, mugs and give it to people or give it to yourself and use that as motivation to take the other path, right. Um, or to, you know, do things your own way. Um, and sometimes we need those kind of physical reminders in our life so that when we are following the crowd and we're just being another one of the cattle or sheep, anybody who listens to the show may recognize that and you're just being another one of the cattle or sheep. Um, sometimes you need a physical thing in front of you to inspire you to do something differently. Right. Um, and you know, it's not a bad idea to just get to know some people who are the trailblazers or they take the different, different route. Even if you think like that's the crazy lady down the street, right. That you see walking alone all the time, whatever. I guarantee if you sit there and have a coffee with that person, you're, you're gonna, I mean, unless they are, you know, unfortunately have a mental issue. Um, but I guarantee you just sitting and talking with somebody who's way off the beaten path is going to be inspiring to you and hopefully will, you know, spark some, uh, some action within you to, uh, you know, get out of being in that giant pool of, uh, you know, people that may be following things that are just destroying them all along the way. So getting back to the things that are meaningful to you and following your own values um, can make a big difference. Um, unfortunately, one of the other things that people talk about um, on the show, other guests have mentioned, you know, just different kind of trauma in their life. We've all suffered trauma. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes at the hands of others, sometimes it comes, you know, from ourself. Sometimes it just happens to be the cards that are dealt to us. Um, and we've had bad shit happen to us, you know, sexual abuse, mental abuse, physical abuse, um, you know, car freaking hit us and we can't walk anymore. Um, just all these things, social trauma, you know, because you're ridiculed as a kid for a certain thing or bullied for this or that. Um, and uh, that's a sad thing, but unfortunately it's part of life. And uh, the only thing we can do is try to figure out how to deal with that, that stuff better, right? What is it that we can possibly do to, you know, to make, make that better. Um, so taking a look at any trauma that maybe you have experienced early on, most of the time it's things in our young formative years that uh, have a huge lasting impact. Um, uh, there's another guarantee. Gee, I have all these guarantees today. I feel like a fucking cheap ass banker or something guaranteeing all this shit. Um, but I guarantee that we all have things that we can remember from when we were younger um that sucked right memories you don't forget that's mm -hmm. ah, just a sip of water there folks don't worry no break um and uh we've all got that right so those things um you know research shows for sure that those things uh you know increase the chances that that you're gonna uh, you know have difficulty or depression later on and, uh, you know, the guest that was on the other day talking about, um, you know, helping people who are emotional eaters. Um, she talked about her own sexual abuse in the past and most of her clients have suffered some sort of trauma, whether that's abuse, whether that's loss, you know, or grief, um, you know, or their, you know, their parent dying when they were five years old or whatever it is, um, that trauma at an early age has a huge impact on our happiness later on. Um, and if we don't deal with those things in some way, talking with a professional, maybe, you know, a therapist or someone like, you know, uh, our guest the other day, if, if this resonates with you, do take a look back at our podcast and, and find her information. She's a life coach and uh, has website and, you know, does uh, address emotional eating with her clients, uh, focuses on that. And if you don't do something like, like that, if you don't take action to address these things from the past, they're always going to be there to haunt you, right? They're always going to be there to come up or be triggered by something that happens in your day-to-day -day life. And that motherfucking sucks, right? 
unfortunately. Um, but you, you have to make the tough decision and say, well, do I want to keep letting that affect me? Um, you know, what this person did to me in the past? Um, or do I need to, for my own survival and my own sanity, you know, be like an Oprah and, you know, get it out and talk about it and stand up and say something about it and feel that they take back the power or the control over, you know, in her instance, somebody who abused her? Um, or do you allow it to continue forever um, uh, or for years and years, um, such as, you know, some of the Olympic gymnasts um, suffered for years at the hands of some fucking jerk who was doing shit he should have been doing in his job, right, as a doctor um, for the Olympic gymnast team. But one at a time, they said, I don't want to carry this anymore um, and took action about it. And, uh, you know, I'm sure made a huge difference in, uh, in their life by, by doing that. So we can look to others for that inspiration, um, in order to, uh, try to figure out how to address those things, um, how to deal with them. There are just tons of support groups. Another guarantee is I guarantee you any damn thing that you went through in life, there's somebody else out there who can understand it. They may not have gone through the exact same thing for the exact amount of time or with the exact people, you know, that were involved as you, but they definitely have gone through it. They understand it. They can relate to it. And therefore they can offer some support and some help and advice and just, you know, uh, an understanding ear and a safe place to get it out. Um, and for you to express yourself, uh, or for you to sit there and, you know, try and work through it in, in your own head. Um, you know, obviously professionals who have dealt with many people, uh, and help with help many people get through, you know, difficult things, they have professional experience, but, you know, sitting on a park bench with a stranger, um, as you may hear me say a lot, um, and just venting and getting things out is a good thing. It's a one step, you know, um, closer to, you know, you getting through it, you know, or having it not affect you in the same way, uh, or feeling differently about it. You're never going to feel fucking good about it. You know, um, you know, we can't, we shouldn't kid ourselves that like, oh, we're going to be happy one day about it. No, of course, you're always going to think, well, I wish it didn't happen that way. Right. Um, but unfortunately this is fucking life. I don't know why the hell we're here. I don't know what the hell the point is. Um, I, I, I hope, uh, helping other people is like a good thing to do. It seems to be, it's what I try to do. Um, and, uh, hopefully, I mean, I know that brings positive impact in, in my own life and therefore it would for yours too. Um, but I don't know what the point is of what the hell we're here and what's going to happen after we're not here or what happened before we were here. Right. Anybody have anybody have the answers? Anybody have the facts on that? I don't think anybody has conclusive evidence or facts. So the best we can do is try to make every day better in some way. Right. Um, so if you've had uh, bad things happen, um, there is hope. There's support groups that you can search up anonymously get involved in, you know, groups, just sit there on a zoom call with your camera turned off. You can change the name of your, you know, account, or at least your username for zoom, you know, make it any generic thing, join an online support group meeting, you know, just click into it and sit there and don't have to say anything or whatever. just listen. And, you know, I guarantee you're going to come off of that call saying, damn, there's other people like me. Huh? I feel a little bit better about that, right? So that, that, that's the minimum, right? So I highly encourage you to do all you can, you know, um, to address things that, uh, you know, you may be aware of or, um, or may need to research uh, internally yourself a bit in order to figure out uh, that there might be some things from the past that are still affecting you today. Not an easy thing to do, but it can be done. It can get better. Um, and that sort of plays into, I think, another thing that um, 
that guy Harry uh, or Johan Harry uh, talked about in his book is um, not feeling connected to um, respect from other people um, because uh, unfortunately things I talked about already, you know, like having money or being famous, um, you know, those things in, in the Western world today, those things, oh, people are impressed by that, or they give that respect, you know, they're, I mean, it's, it's really sad and sick. Like other people, you know, would think like, um, somebody, you know, pick your own, you know, idiot out there. And I, I, I don't want to use the word idiot, but I think they are idiots, especially people who they know that this isn't the right, you know, thing to be chasing after. And they know um, that there's more important things in life, but they're just being selfish and greedy and still deciding, well, I'll go after those baser human instincts and exploit those weaknesses of people so that I can benefit myself, you know, personally. So pick any jerk like that out there who's doing that. Um, and how sad is it that so many people look up to that person or quote unquote respect that person more than they would, you know, a poor lady living down the street who has helped everybody in that neighborhood by giving them free food, right? Or by being there at the holidays and going around and, you know, delivering cookies to people. But, you know, she's poor and she don't have a nice car, you know, and she's missing some teeth and never went to college and whatever, but you, don't give her any respect or the time of day or very little in comparison to somebody who's got the great car or the mansion or looks hot or has all the makeup and hair done perfectly and whatever. You should turn around and say to yourself, hey, how proud am I, you know, um, that I'm giving more respect to this person versus another kind of person, right? Um and if you are suffering because maybe you are doing good things, um, but you don't quote unquote get the respect or anybody, you know, looking up to you or admiring you um, because you don't have the car or you're not rich or hot and tall and skinny or whatever, um, that's a terrible thing that obviously is going to keep you unhappy or depress you. Um, because, you know, that's the way society is set up, unfortunately. Um, and that's causing you stress all the damn time because you can't keep up with it. Um, so that's an area that you can look at. And once again, look at your own values and decide what's important for you. And it's not easy, but try to turn the other way and not look at all that commercialism, not look at all the materialism, you know, take a, a good, you know, um, you know, examination of what you spend time doing and how much are you on, you know, different social media apps that, you know, just show the highlight bullcrap of people's lives. Anybody can make their life or anything look great. I mean, for God's sakes, you can go into, you know, a crappy fast food restaurant and you can buy something and you can make it look wonderful in a picture, right? I mean, you can prop it up, you can put a napkin under the, you know, the backside of it, uh, crumpled up. So it'll make, you know, that burger look thicker. You can arrange those fries nice in the front, you know, after you sopped out the oil of them with a piece of paper, whatever the hell it is. It's like, you can make life look great, uh, in a picture. We all certainly know that's the case, right? But if that's all you see constantly is all the, you know, beautified stuff, um, you know, it's, you know, it's to no fault of your own that you're going to feel less than, right? Or you're going to want to have that. But it is your own fault if you don't realize that, hey, this is impossible, you know, um, for anybody to have a perfect life or for no matter how rich somebody is or, you know, the picture of their great house or their car or whatever, there's nothing that is perfect for them. Yes, you can say, well, I'd be a hell of a lot happier. I'd rather have life that way. Yes. Okay. I understand that. But if you're killing yourself and making yourself depressed and stressed out every damn day, because that is what you're going after, right? And you think, well, when I have it, I'll be happier, 
I mean, you're just wasting your fucking time. I'm sorry to say, but you are wasting your time. Um, you got to figure out instead what is really meaningful to you, what's important to you. Um, and you got to chase after that stuff, right? Um, everybody knows the millions of examples of, you know, the rich person killing themselves, the freaking depressed housewife, you know, who's drinking at 11 o'clock, but she's got everything and is rich and whatever, you know, um, but they ain't happy, you know, and they're cheating on their partner and just whatever. It's like that we all know those examples. So what do you want to do? You know, how do you want to be, how you want your life to be? So if you are chasing after that stuff, think about the road that you're going down. It may not be a road to success. You know, it may be a road to really setting yourself up for failure, you know, and being in that big house alone with nobody around because you don't have the time for your kids or your wife or your friends or whatever, because you are chasing after that bull crap. Right. Um, so think about that. If you feel stuck in your job, you know, what are you putting your time and effort towards and what are you going after? And the respect that you feel you don't have, you know, double check yourself and think, well, what kind of respect do I want? And for what reason? Right. Um, and if you go after the things that are important to you and try to get respect that way from people or be admired that way, guarantee you're going to feel better because there's always going to be somebody else who's going to have that nicer car, nicer house, and they're going to get the admiration or whatever from other people. But if you can cut yourself loose, loose from that kind of just endless cycle, um, of keeping up with the Joneses, you're going to be much, much better off. So I can say that. Gee, I hope uh, everybody's getting some benefits out of this. It's a lot of stuff we're going through today, and we'll just do a quick check on time here. It's coming up on the hour, so I think what we'll do is we'll do a part one and part two of this Christmas special. Um, and I uh, hope that uh, you're drinking some eggnog, having a uh, chocolate chip cookie, and just sitting back and relaxing and uh, getting some benefit out of this. So just to recap some of the things, you know, so far on this, you know, if you don't feel good about your work for the reasons we talked about, that can be something that's going to drag you down. Um, hopefully you got some ideas of how maybe you could make that better. And once again, it's not necessarily what you're doing at work. It's just how involved are you in, you know, you know, your own kind of control of the work, you know, or your destiny or how empowered you are there, or can you take any ownership of, you know, decisions that are made there or be involved more, et cetera, et cetera. And if you're a manager, uh, you know, uh, or anybody in, you know, a position that can incorporate these things into your company, statistics show, obviously, um, that's why companies do it. Statistics show that doing these kind of things the the revenue increase and the growth that those companies grow i think is at four times the rate of of companies that do not incorporate all these kind of things into their business so you want to make more money you want your business to grow more uh you know even if it's for that selfish reason well you can do these things in order to you know help your employees be happier as it is and if you're an employee you can you know encourage these things look these things up suggest them and if they don't happen you can go someplace else where you can get those things. Um, you know, we talked about not being connected to, you know, the people around you or people that matter in your life uh, or sharing anything meaningful with somebody being on that island. Um, so that's something to look at, you know, thinking about the values you're chasing after, if the values are sick values, quote unquote, and um, you're doing great at it, well, then you're going to make yourself sick, right? So thinking about your own values and how you can make, make uh, you know, what you do on a daily basis more in line with the things that really matter to you internally, that can help you addressing things that may have happened in the past by maybe seeing a professional or looking up support groups to, you know, address things that happened when you were younger or any traumatic experiences that have happened to you in life, regardless of how old you are. But a lot of it, you know, research wise does show that those earlier years um, play such a huge impact. You know, there are ways um, to make those things better. So you definitely have hope there. Um, you know, just talking about what kind of respect you uh, feel from others in life, or if you're being admired from, you know, for uh, things that you're doing in life, 
um, that certainly can make a big difference going out there and getting into nature, um, you know, and feeling more connected to nature and being the human animal that we are. Uh, hopefully that will help you uh, have a more positive outlook for the future. I've talked about, you know, how do you feel about the future? What do you think, uh, you know, uh, is available to you, whether there's hope or not, whether that's bleak or not. And we didn't touch much on, um, you know, the biological part of it, um, you know, and how much biology may or may not be playing a role in how you're feeling. Um, but we can use that as kind of a starting point for the next, uh, for part two here, the Christmas special. So come back for that, because that is obviously a really important and critical aspect of us feeling stuck and wanting to change uh, that and to be happier, right? So to be happy and free, as you can see, it takes uh, effort, right? It takes work, it takes self-examination, it takes examining things outside of you as well. And then it takes uh, action to try and make things different. And you are taking one of those actions right now just by sitting here and listening to this. So pat yourself on the back for that and um, do come back for part two of this. Uh, you'll see it in the same place as you found this one. I will be back shortly. And uh, once again, don't give up hope. You can get unstuck, live happy and free. It can be done. And I hope I'll have a small part of making that happen for you. Take care, folks. We'll see you right back here. Same place, same time, whenever you decide to hit that play button on the podcast. Take care now.